FBI Radio and Fire Up are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head crash there. Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken the angry pill. That smashes him to ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. And he smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. It's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they fire up. Chris Gale, I would suggest to you that when the kiddies need some learnings... They come to fire up. The wisdom of fire up, it will be upon them today. And we are here not to disappoint. Before I go there, though, if you've got a question for either of us, uh, Stephen Ferris or Chris Gale, and you need some wisdom in your life, some direction, some, maybe, dare I say, faith, maybe in some hope, uh, there's a text line, 0409-945-945. Chris, everything old is new again. Rex Mossop is back with words of wisdom. And if I could pass over to you the idea that we are going to pull apart the idea that there's a new era upon us, it's the era of Grubdom. It is the era of Grubdom, Stephen. And that is old. It is upon us again. It's been there before. And I ask you, Pastor Chris. Yes. Oh, wise one. <laughs> wise Chris, I call you. Can very you, nice of you. Can you get up on your pulpit, please? We need some guidance in this time of darkness with Grubdom coming upon us. Can you say a few words, please? You you don't want me to talk about the Israel Falau situation, do you? I would love nothing more, Chris. I was please. going to say, that text line where metaphysics are us. If you've got a metaphysical question, and maybe uh, some comments I'm about to make, Stephen, we'll ask some metaphysical questions. Because I thought uh, what the world needs in this information age is clarity. Clarity. Right. Mm. And it's been very difficult to take uh, in this natural order where there's, you know, football players and grubs and all those sorts of things. It's been very hard to process the Israel Falau situation. I simply mm. wanted to say this. In the last 24 hours, I've read... Uh, an opinion piece by an identified non-Christian gay person who said he stands in support of Israel's right to say what he likes. Yes. I've seen Gillian Triggs ask the sound of music question, what are we going to do about Maria? Yes. And even Prue Goward, in an article with some sentiments that I basically... Wise individuals, no doubt. Very much. Mm. Essentially agree with, said Israel should get back to what he does best, which is kick a football, betrayed her lack of understanding of the particular pursuit in which he's involved. Which is no more. That's right. But I thought I could bring some clarity and simplicity to this. There's lots of talk about employment law and rights to freedom of expression and the Constitution and religious expression. I was going to say that this seemed pretty simple to me, that Rugby Australia, that venerable organisation... And how much do we love Rugby Australia? We love Rugby Australia <laughs> love so much. Yeah. 
that in the wake of last year, and this is somewhat forgotten, Israel answered a question from someone about on Instagram about what happened to gays was the question. He said they went to hell, H-E-L-L, caps lock. Yeah. But then posted an 11-minute apocalyptic-laden imagery of video with a, de- souls. with a deceased American pastor talking about the evils of same-sex marriage and including images of people in aspects of reverie, like they were at like a Hayden James concert, uh, pictures of people in parades with rainbow flags juxtaposed against an image of a rat crawling up to a rat trap nibbling the cheese being squashed and twitching to, twitching to death and posted without comment by Israel. Yeah. And then Rugby Australia intervened and there was an agreement and there was, yes, you couldn't put certain social media clauses into the contract, but there was a code of conduct. And Israel went on Player's Voice and said, I recognise in the future if my beliefs contradict the interest of Rugby Australia and my sport, I, I will, will walk away from well, my contract. Away, right. Right. So I thought the situation was clear, Pretty Stephen. Clear cut. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's been some issues about laws around gender fluidity around this country and Israel perhaps thinking that God had uh, a higher mission that he had to walk away from his obligation to walk away and of course he ended in the very famous post on Instagram about yeah. certain categories of people including idolaters yes. much forgotten in this mm. will go to hell yeah. homosexuals were included in that list yeah. unless they repented yes. and he did it from a place of love now one would argue that Rugby Australia and we re- we absolutely have adored Rugby Australia on this show for so oh, I long. I love them. Yeah, we support them wholeheartedly. And their argument is we talked about this. There's many ways you could express yourself. You're entitled to your opinions, you're entitled to preach from your church's pulpit. You're entitled to post 50 odd posts about religion that they supported, but not that comment about that group of people in that format yes, Israel. Yes, yes. And I was going to say that this was just a naked grab for money from him by getting out of his contract because he didn't want to play rugby union anymore. Has he got I, history with that, Chris? I don't. Yeah, well, he's code hopped deluxe. Yeah, yeah. and every, every code hop comes with cash. An exit pay, payment, yeah. a payout. Yeah. Yes. And I was saying this was the grand one. This was the final big payout where he was able to, by one simple Instagram post, which he refused to take down, yes, yeah. generate in excess of $10 million. Yes. And I was going to condemn him from that. And, Stephen, I was wrong. Right. I was absolutely wrong yeah. because last night... Yeah. The light came to me, and that light came in the form of Sky News, Alan Jones, and Peter Credlin. Other warriors for freedom of speech, Chris. Peter Credlin, yeah. who I simply <laughs> describe as Peter Credible. Yes. And it turns out that Rugby Australia had the temerity yeah. to ask Israel to take to, to take their money to take the post down, and he refused and cried white. And he wants an apology. I want to apologise to Rugby Australia. I am sorry, Israel. I am sorry, everybody else. Right. Oh, I feel better Chris, about that. I'll just can the music now. Thank you, wise Chris. My For, pleasure. Uh, you did say clarity. Oh, I, it, it, we, where are we without <laughs> Alan Jones, Peter Credlin? Thank heavens yeah. that Spears character and, and, is gone. And Sky News, thank you, thank Chris, you, thank you. Chris, dare I, dare I get low in the gutter here and mention a certain toilet block in London? No, I, no, no, you dare don't. I mention, you don't. Dare I lower you myself? Don't. Well, you just, like, a certain man was I, caught... <laughs> Did, did I say hypocrisy? No, no, you can't. But he has the freedom. We all have the freedoms to say what we want, right? <laughs> you are referring to a particular incident where the said character said, I was uh, jet-lagged and disoriented, as we've all been there, Stephen. Needed I've ended up in some very unusual places in Amsterdam when I've been jet-lagged <laughs> and disoriented. And it was very famous where that man's representative, the lawyer, says, Mr., and I don't want to say his no, name, no, Mr., Mr., Mr. Nays- <laughs> Mr. 
name insert here, has chosen not to leave the court by the back door today. He stands in front of you, the gather press, leaving the front door of the court, mm. and Mr. Insert name here has this to say, mm. and then the lawyer read from a prepared statement, <laughs> while Mr. Name insert here stood there silent. Yes, and look, and all he wants to do is get an apology so he can play footy again. Mate, you're it's, dreaming. Oh, did dreaming. It, it seems so simple to me, Stephen. <laughs> so simple. Why won't Railing Castle come Just, to the party? Yeah, yeah, apologise and let him play footy again, and maybe give him a few dollars. <laughs> You know, for his trouble, so an apology and yeah. some dollars. Come on. And listen, the money—he's put a cap yeah. at two million bucks on yeah. go on his fundraising because <laughs> yeah. he wants Rugby Australia's coin. Yeah. He doesn't want more than two million dollars of our coin, and that is so reasonable. Thank you, Israel. Thank you very much. Now, Chris, <clears throat> Israel—I don't know where he would fit on our scheme because we are about to unpack the biggest topic of the week. It's got nothing to do with Israel, Falau, hypocrisy, oh, Christianity, the devil, homosexuality, and by the way, everybody. Today is the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, New York City, where the, uh, the cops busted a whole lot of heads in a, a famously uh, a gay bar, transvestite bar, etc. And we celebrate with, of course, Pride started a year later. We celebrate 50 years down the track with this sort of nonsense. It's outrageous, Chris. Yeah, you know, everything old is new again. The world of Grubden's in the ascendancy in rugby league. And, and uh, you know, if we don't learn from history, Stephen, aren't we condemned to watch reruns of... Uh, the History Channel. Chris... Is that the right expression? Probably, I'm not pro- sure. It's probably worse than that. We probably will de-evolve, I would say, as a, as a species. We need to keep moving forward, otherwise we slip back into the primordial slime right, which as we, human beings. Which we've only just recently emerged from. Yes, and rugby league is a, is a, is a teacher. Much like Darwin taught us about evo- evolution, well, I dare say that probably... Falau doesn't agree with that. Well, I'm going to say that, you know, the, 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 jury's, the jury's out on... Charles Darwin, Stephen, yes. let's be honest. Like climate change. There is some very authoritative texts that say that that guy got it completely wrong. Completely wrong. And I'm not prepared to discount it. All I can say is thank Christ for Spud Carroll. Well, who's, I don't know why Christ Spud comes into this. Spud Carroll wa- comes walking down off the mount with some words of wisdom to teach us all, to remind us all that everything old needs to be remembered so we can move forward. And he comes out and he says, Josh Maguire, for those who don't know, he's a rugby league player, is a human grub. Okay. Now, that really stopped me in my tracks. All the hypocrisy around Israel for stopped me on my tracks. All the hypocrisy from coming out of Alan Jones on Sky News stopped me on my tracks. But this one really stopped me on my tracks, Chris. I thought a human grub. Now, we've discussed grubs here before in rugby league often, haven't we? We've, we've also watched those movies, The Human Centipede 1, 2 and 3. Do you remember that one? Yeah. God, a great Saturday afternoon watch that was. <laughs> great art, art, yeah. art house piece. Now, look, I think it's about time that somebody took hold of this grub sort of idea and made a big blockbuster out of it. Okay. I think we're screaming for that. But a human grub suggests something that is um, a mutant, really, Chris, or halfway between two species. Well, I remember uh, the original The Fly movie. Oh, you remember? Yes. Yeah, with Vincent Price, where his head is grafted onto The Fly. That was okay. But the remake by David Cronenberg... Oh. Jeff Goldblum Jeff and Gina Goldblum. Davis, yes. where the, the fly and the man bodies actually intermingled, in they mingle. merged, yes. and it you know led to the famous tagline, be afraid, be very afraid. And basically <laughs> anyone who plays against Josh Maguire be very afraid. is be very afraid. Yes. So we're going to unpack this, Chris. Uh, in the world of rugby league, there are certain things that are just okay. Yes. Some are just there go. And some are really just not on at all. And rugby league has a code of morals, an ethical code, doesn't it? It always has. It's always had in its DNA yeah. a natural order of things by which the game and therefore life itself, because mm. rugby league is life, Stephen, yeah. uh, propagates, advances and takes us forward to the promised land. At the top end, you'll get Jonathan Thurston, beloved by all. 
a man has achieved everything all venerated. of Australia. Venerated. Venerated. Can do no wrong. Yep. Good, for his, good for his people, good for all. At the other end... Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. <laughs> now, we have gone on about how he's, he's got a Faustian you know, contract, you know, he's Satan, he's Beelzebub, all the rest of it. Maybe, maybe that's actually we're harsh on Cameron because, mm. I mean, when the devil... I mean, do you choose for the devil to enter? Possibly not. I don't think you do, really. Well, it's according to Israel, you probably do. Probably do, yes. <laughs> yeah, if you happen to be on that end of the spectrum, you probably do. Because like a drug addict, you can change. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's your choice. It's, everything's your choice, apparently. Exactly, yeah. Like the person who thieves or lies, you know. Someone who follows South has made a choice. they made a choice. It's a poor choice. Yeah, it's a bad poor. choice. And gee, aren't they in free fall, Chris? Well, four yeah. in a row. Any, any bunny supporters out there? <laughs> well, I... Four in a row, is it, Chris? <laughs> it's four in a row. We'll I get bore, to that. I bore witness. <laughs> we'll get to that. But, um, okay, let's, we don't know where to put Satan in this whole mix. I know at the very top you've got um, the, you know, the, the most advanced human being possible. We could put uh, Jonathan Thurston in that category. Sure. Um, anybody else? Arthur Beetson for me. Artie Beetson, yes, yeah? very okay. much so. Wow. Mm. Um, Junior Pierce. Junior Pierce. Yeah, everyone loves Junior Pierce. Uh, you know, strong Balmain emphasis yeah. here. Strong, yes. I was a big fan of Wayne Miranda. If you remember his work yeah. back in the seventies. Yeah. What about Mark Gasney? Where does he fit into this whole spectrum? Well, Mark Gasney is a keeper of the flame in he a is, sense, yeah, isn't he, yeah. Stephen? Because he's 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 shown that within uh, preternatural talent can be. The odd foible yeah. that might have led to which the you, genesis of this show, which you learn from, correct? you do. It's a crucible. That's what evolution's about. That's right. It's it's funny up to catastrophe. It, and let's put it this way: he's he's apostle level in my view. Okay, we go to the other end, Chris, and we've had much debate about this because it's not written in stone, like unlike the Bible. And I believe St. Paul was to blame for all this nonsense anyway. It wasn't Jesus Christ who was flaming on about homosexuals, was it? No, no, no. St. Paul was the troublemaker. He was the one with problems, issues. Corinthians, was it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the very bottom, I brought up the idea that a germ was perhaps at the lower end. If you call the German rugby league, you're low life, you're nothing. Well, I think Simon Wolford, who played most famously for the Canberra Raiders, Mm. is the German. I think his son is uh, running around, I think, with uh, Canary Bankstown Bulldogs right now, and he's known as the virus. Oh, not son of germ. Which, no, no. <laughs> not germ junior. Yeah, and, and, and automatically opens the debate, do you rather be a germ or a virus? Yes, a virus, yeah. Both well, sound more evolved than a bacteria. Yeah, a virus is scarier than a germ, isn't it? It is. A germ you can sort of, you know, cough away and away. I've got a germ. Well, you, you never you never see a CNN report about the Ebola germ. It's always no, about know, the Ebola virus. Virus, virus is scary. It went viral. <laughs> okay, so let's say virus at the bottom, yep. germ, and then could I suggest perhaps grub comes in after that? Right, quintessential grubs, Michael Ennis, Michael Ennis uh, Josh yeah. Reynolds known as Grubby, yes, which, yes, it's yes. almost a, yeah. a badge of honour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting uh, because in relation to Josh Maguire, yeah. Spud identifies him, whether he's got one D or two Ds, as Spud, he's identified Maguire as a human mm-hmm. grub. That's well, got to be yeah, sort well, of an advance. Well, we'll get on, to that. Is it an advance on Ennis? What other grubs? Would you call the Burgi grubs? Well, uh, George... George would be in the grub category now, wouldn't he? Yes, George. Yeah. George, I think uh, with his second eye gouge in 12 months, that automatically yes, installs yes. your grub status. Kafusi? Felice Kafusi. Well, no, you see, I would he's argue he's not. He's just a dog. So he was involved in a dog shot on dog James shot. Maloney in Origin 2. Okay. And so to, I, I, I would say that to be called or involved, that's why they've reduced it in rugby league to just simply dog shot because people like dogs apparently. Yes. News to me. Don't dismerge a dog. Apparently they're a very popular pet. Apparently they are, yeah. So rugby league has removed the appellation dog from the vernacular but is prepared to say slight brain snap, uh, CC Ola on Billy Slater, dog shot. Dog shot, as opposed to he is a dog. Can I just simply say on dog shots, by the way, I've made this point before, Stephen, I want to make it again, uh, because Maloney was the double dog shot. It was Felice Cafusi and the human grub, Josh Maguire, going in dog shot mode. Right. 
And Joey Johns is very upset about this because he says what happens is the player, you know, has generally released the ball and is relaxed and is uh, therefore in a relaxed state when in they receive state, the shot. Yes. This is just a personal plea to all rugby league players. Never relax on the field, please. Never relax. Be in a state of constant arousal. Alert. Otherwise, <laughs> you are vulnerable to the dog shot. Will Chambers, grub. Yeah, I'm prepared to go there. Yeah, okay. He's, uh, he's gone in with a headbutt near yeah. the end of Origin Two against Cordner. Old school Hodges. He was a he was a grub, wasn't he? Uh, was he a cat? No, no. There you go. That's the other category. Shit. It's because there's a sort of a level of intelligence you confer on the you, cat. Yes, exactly right. Yes. Chambers, cunning. Uh, 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 Adam Blair. Oh, Billy Slater. Dare I say Billy Slater? Cat. I the saw it out, out of Bankwest Stadium, Stephen. Yeah. I know we're going to do 20 minutes on the game last night. Yeah. Uh, West Tigers 14, South Nine. Uh, I saw John Scandalis there, grand on a hero, Western Suburbs Magpie and West Tigers legend. Billy Slater, two feet to the head of Scandalis at Leichhardt Arville. Right. Act of a cat. Right, okay. What about the man with the big head we'll talk about soon? Matt Miles? Mm, the biggest head in rugby league. Biggest head in the world, really. You, well, you are talking about the most iconic event in the history, the history of, of rugby, rugby league. league. Yeah, can we, can we break that down? I would, we do, we we're going to break it down now? You, oh, we want to do the next section. What do you think? Is as tough as it can I also say perhaps uh, Dylan Napper. I want to talk about his head. Sure. That was a man who I. And now, who's the guy in uh, Parramatta that I don't like? Use his head as a weapon. Sorry, the minute you say Parramatta and don't like, I go to Redfern, Pat, and Mitchell Moses. Uh, no. Um, he, he's a winger. Big bugger. Doesn't, oh, Sive. Yeah, doesn't feel pain. And he runs him with his head. Sivy? How do we say it? He doesn't, even, he doesn't even know he's a grub, and he's a grub. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Unintentional. Goodness gracious me. Well, look, Well, Chris, that would mean he's not a human grub, then. No. Okay, so now we get to Because there's a lack of free will. We get to human grub. Now, is that, I think... Is that Kant? <laughs> <laughs> which, which philosopher looked at the way in which humans and grubs interact? I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I think that was Kant. It might have been Kant, I think yeah. Kant, yeah. Now, we get, to, we get to Josh McGuire. Now, Josh McGuire is, I think, it, it, there's a cry for help inside. He is a grub... But he's yearning to be human, so he's halfway between trying to become this human being, he's trying to learn the ways of human beings, he's trying to copy them, but he falls back into grub behaviour all the time and he doesn't even realise that he's a grub. This is the problem with the yeah. education system, Stephen. They show you those uh, wildlife videos and they see pupae evolving into butterflies and kids go, I want to be that. Yes. And let's face it, life isn't like that. We no. all can't be butterflies. No, no. <laughs> Some of us are always striving to get high. And we learn from these people. Yeah. They're a lesson, an object lesson. Look at that guy. He's trying his best, but he's just nothing but a grub. He, he ain't getting out of the pupae stage. We might just come back in a moment. We might write down some of this grub stuff in more detail in just a moment. We're devolving, Stephen. <laughs> Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go! Let's go change the world. Thank you, everybody. All right, who, who wants ice cream? Come get it.
Fired up, fired up, fired up. Chris, you're fired up. I am so fired up, Stephen. Are you evolving? Uh, I can see you shape-shifting slightly. I'm getting older. Are they wings or are they fins I see on you? Yeah, is yeah. Your, is your brain getting bigger or smaller, Chris? No, it's definitely getting smaller. Is your head getting bigger? Uh, if your brain's a bit smaller, it's going to rattle in that head of yours, and that's trouble, Chris. I do get a bit of rattling in my head these do days. You, yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, we did get a message from someone. Any thoughts on Peter Sterling donating his brain? He's going to do it now while he's living. <laughs> that, can, of course, can you do that? Do you remember the old uh, Monty Python scene in Meaning of Life where the organ donors turn up and the yes. guy's still alive? Yes. And they go, well, you filled out the card. Yeah, come on. No, this, of course, is the, re- agreement, please. This is the very serious uh, issue around uh, the recent report that two uh, deceased league players uh, showed trace- signs of CTE, the, the, the disease associated with head knocks. Right. Um, and uh, it's a very, very serious issue, and we take it very, very seriously. Very seriously, Chris. Uh, but, and I think that is why Sterlo has donated his brain. Right, it's, right. it's going to be a, a, a test case. It's going to be after his testimonial. We may uh, have to wait a so little while, speak. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's in good shape. In good shape, yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris, guess what? I'm guessing. Life, death, birth, infinity. It happens to all of us. <laughs> my my hey, brain is hurting now. Can I just say that? <laughs> and you know what? The whole role of why we're on this planet, as, as, as we know from Lucy the film, is to pass on our seed. Is that right? That's right. We just perpetrate the species. Whether it's you or me, but somebody has to do it. So it's pretty pretty basic. Pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. Existential crisis solved. And in the process, evolve a little bit. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Crawl out of that problem. Yeah, yeah. Slime, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go to 4K Ultra HD. Now, talking about uh, evolving of the species, last night the West Tigers beat the hapless bunnies, didn't they? <laughs> what was the headline today, Chris? Uh, rabbits in a deep hole, I think, deep Stephen. Deep hole. Let me just... Yeah. Hang on, open up the page here. It says here, rabbits deep in a hole, subtitled bunnies in free fall. Now, I know that we're in the hole. That's, a, that's a really deep hole. That's a de- free fall <laughs> all the way down. Because you, you remember when you used to have panic attacks, if you fell down a hole, would you go through the planet of the earth all the way to the other end? And fall uh, out you're the obviously end? speaking from personal experience, Stephen. <laughs> I, I, I haven't had the same concerns, no. The acid was great back then. Chris, well, you, know. <laughs> you are a little older than I am, that's for sure. So, uh, bunnies in free fall. Last night, it was your... Can I talk about your team, West Tigers? Uh, you can talk about them at length. I won't, but um, <laughs> they did beat the bunnies last night at, on the bell, nearly, didn't they? They looked really down the dumpster, and your guy bumbled the ball, and that's not, that's not evolution at its best, Chris. You talk- right in front of his post to give the bunnies the kick to win the game with four minutes to go. And I thought, oh, my God. You, you talk about evolution, Stephen, and mm-hmm. this is a shout-out to all the faceless and nameless people involved in the construction of Allianz Stadium. The game was held at what they're trying to pretend is our jungle, uh, Bankwest Stadium. It's not a bad uh, game, a let, place, let, though, Let it? me tell you, it's a jungle reflecting extinction because there were very few species on evidence in terms of the attendance numbers out there. Oh. But, you know, it's a glittering thing. It glows. There's lights as you approach from Parramatta. There's state-of-the-art, you know, uh, sweet potato nachos Coffee. going on and all Coffee. that sort of caper. Yeah. Yes. So they spent all this money on this stadium. They can't actually design a stadium that drains water. I mean, it was slippery slope and slippery slide out there, Stephen. And I'm not going to crucify Jacob Little for knocking on at the base Chris, of the scrum. Chris, stop right there, please. You can blame your useless bunch of hapless water buffaloes, as H used to say, and South Sydney. The other night at Origin, it was wet, slimy, rainy, no drop pool. No the best can do it. That's because they know what they're doing out west, exactly. Stephen. They, they got, they're actually state-of-the-art construction, and we've taken a second-best solution yet again. No, Chris, no. And it was just now, very, very whilst concerning. Whilst you're talking about water, headline today, George Burgess in hot water over eye gouge on Robbie Farah. Ugh. Now, Robbie got even crankier, and he never looks happy. No. He, got, he looked even less happy, and it says here, uh, if I may, um, when he's on the ground, there's fingers all in the face and all around the ice. It's on report, says referee Adam G. 
Now that was that was the the official, and then Steve Roach uh, Rocker k- kicks in. Hey, hey, that's not a go. Well, according to that's Paul, terrible. According to Paul Green and Josh Maguire, that's Josh Maguire's go. Of course, it is. So defining go is important, mm. and it's interesting. The blocker is actually saying that gouges, as opposed to facials, which is what Maguire specialises in. Yes, gouges doesn't even get into a go category. Right. So if you can't get into a go category, it can't be allowed. Right, exactly. Okay, I'm clear now. He says, that's terrible. He digs it in his eye. I don't think there's an argument there. Away they go. You don't know exactly where your fingers or your hands are, and you certainly know if you've got your finger in a player's eye. Well, I know that. When we're mucking around, I know when I've got my finger in your eye, or whether it's your eye or your ear or, your, you know, any other. You, you do always run that typical argument, though, if you didn't put your eye in, near my hand, it wouldn't have happened. Exactly, Chris. But even Coach Bennett, who says, I can't definitively say it was a gouge because he's got to defend his player to some extent, he actually said the action was totally unwarranted. Unwarranted. So what's going on with the Burgi? I mean, the Burgi are... Chris, talk about free fall. You know, you know what hunger does to a man? It <laughs> sends him right. into a very weird state. And if you don't... The Burgi, how many chickens every morning? Four chickens each. Each. And Wayne Bennett... And this is it. Seabold said, guys, knock yourselves out. In fact, here's a voucher. Yeah. Bennett... <laughs> Bennett's come down and imposed his will. No vouchers. And he says, I'm only allowing two chickens a day because two chickens for each. because your skinfold tests Was are through the, the roof. <laughs> and, and 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 this is this every Every creature yeah, needs yeah. its natural habitat, yeah, yeah. Stephen. And, and you might have seen, you know, one of the other bird eyes, I think it, was, it wasn't Sam, but he actually snatched those two tickets away. <laughs> so the rest of them had nothing at all. <laughs> George got no chicken at all that morning. <laughs> and a bird eye without chicken. Scavengers. And all of, the, all of the sort of, you know, the antioxidants and the, and the you know, steroids and the thyroid gland injections, all of that stuff he's not getting, you know. So he's going off the rails. <laughs> right. So what are you going to do? It says here... Wait. If you're going to be fair income, you can't be having that. It's not a good look for our game. That's not getting the chickens. It's not a good look for Farrah because no, he can't no. see out of his eye. Not a good look at all when he can't see. No. <laughs> now, it says here, we've all played enough football to know where your hand is. If it's on his face, I can get away with that. But when you start, well, he was up to his second knuckle. Wow. From what I saw. Up to his second knuckle. Now, if you put your finger up your second knuckle in your eye socket, Chris, that's your brain. He's tickling his brain there. And is that a sort of scientific test? Is that something Sterlow recommended? I have a friend who's a neurosurgeon, and he's, he's somewhat conceited. But he does say you've never really lived till you've held someone's brain in their hands. Oh, yes. Uh, and you never live until you put your hand in their liver, right? That's, that's, that's Paul Morrison. R- r- well, yeah, it, was, uh, it was Dracula who said, yeah. um, you've, you've never lived until you've Michael lucked a, a, a gallbladder or something <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that. Was, that. was that Flesh for Frankenstein? That was no, Blood for Dracula. Blood for Dracula. Right. Udo Kier as Dracula. <laughs> Absolutely unmissable. Joe D'Alessandro is right. the anti hero. Right. So. You know, in in some sense, in, in this grand uh, evolutionary dance that we're all in, yeah. George was reaching for God. Was it God? <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, yeah. We used to do it differently in the seventies. And and you know, we said about this. We're going to talk about this, Stephen. What's yeah. brought all this on is that apocalyptic moment. A little bit like when Franz Ferdinand got shot by Gavrilo Princip yeah. back yeah. in nineteen thirteen or yeah. whenever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Gallon hits Nate Miles on his melon, right. and the whole world changes. Let's explain this to people who don't watch rugby league, right? Nate Miles, biggest head in the world. Huge target. Instead of using his arms and his elbows and his knees, which also can cause some damage, he used to run in with his head, right? Yeah. And he, Cannibal he, style. He tried to pretend it was an accident. That's right. He's always dead. just tripped over a la Cameron oh, Smith. sorry, my head Got was Got my dead. legs tangled. And his head would naturally knock somebody out. And it happened in State of Origin. What did Paul Gallon do? And this is what you do, Chris. He, he, he assessed the situation. He, mm. he looked at all the factors. He looked at the rules, the game situation, the fact that they needed to win the game, and he punched Niles in the head. Right. And what that did, Repeatedly. what that did, and I've, I've I've looked into this, Chris. You know, you might know about this. The actual real cane toad was introduced to stop 
a, be- a beetle that lived in the in the cane fields. Right. So it's man intervening in nature, one thing against another, trying to fix the imbalance in nature. Beetles are a bad thing. People said people punching each other in rugby league was a bad Bad thing. thing. Headmasters were writing to David Smith at the time saying it's got to stop, otherwise we'll ban rugby league. league, He had no idea. idea. He just went for a short fix solution. Yeah, took the dollars and went, coat hopped. Right, so in other words, he just said no more punching. No more punching. And, of course, the mums at the tuck shops were happy. They allowed their kids to continue to play rugby league in the short term. Everyone was happy. It's an anti-violence message. rugby league went backwards. It, cre- it, it disrupted the natural order because natural essentially order, yeah. if the grub, the cat, the yep. virus, the germ, the dog shot went on, yes. and we're talking here about crusher tackles, What's late tackles, headbutts, there's no self-regulation, Nations, Stephen. No. There's no, na- the na- no natural, natural force and no man-made force to stop them. You can, you can nipple tweak. Yep. You can wheels grab. Wheels grab, you can, twist them. You can get, yeah. you, you have a crack at some stitches and yeah, unstitch yeah. them. You can Blake headbutt. shot the back of the head. You can go two knuckles deep into oh, an eye, eye and you're not going to get Nothing's going to happen. Boy, did they not think this through. Yeah. Wow. But it's a conundrum, isn't it? Well, we don't want anyone hitting anyone, Stephen. We, we stand against oh. violence. If there's one thing we've got this show, we've always been anti-violence, and we're not we're not suggesting a change. Can some sort of violence be inflicted on them? No. By I mean, somebody. What you've got to do is you've got to get the balance right, right? right? And so, therefore, things like, I understand, Wayne, your point about the bird eye putting on a few extra kilos, mm. but deny them the four chickens, and he's out for 12 weeks. If I get my way. Unbelievable. Now, of course, uh, one of our regulars, well, Andrew Whipson hasn't been on for a while. I think he's too busy at the moment. But he does break it down pretty well. And he goes, apparently there was a moment uh, where uh, in a scrum, I think Chambers led with his head. Mm-hmm. Boyd Corden went, what are you doing, mate? Game's over. We don't do that anymore. So that's sort of, I think, an example of how evolution can work. Boyd Corden is obviously of a higher species here. Yeah. Though, yeah I, t- I tell you what, though, in, in, the, in the harsh... Schoolyard of life, saying schoolyard. If you do that to me, don't do that. Uh, that's illegal. I'm a lawyer. That that sort Doesn't of work. never really works, really. does it? Look, even the bright the bright minds of Andrew Johns. There's no natural justice left in that's, the game. He's so true. So you know? true. Uh, but Paul Gallon, when he used Nate Miles, the punching bag, and he did say he has a prodigious forehead. That's what uh, Webster says here. Uh, so he says the dog shot remains even in victory. I don't think he's got an answer here, Webster. I'm looking. No, I'm he looking. hasn't. I read the same article. Yeah. No answer. And the coach of Maguire says that's the way he plays. Yeah, thank you, Paul Green. Thanks, Paul. Great. So what do we do now? We're stuck. And is it such a bad thing? Is it such a bad thing mm-hmm. that we live in a world where grubs, viruses, bacteria, cats and dogs can roam the earth untrammeled? I don't know. I don't think so. And, of course, these happen in origin too. I was there, Chris. How was it? Well, bells and whistles. Yes. Lots of it. Yes. Now, do we have any comments from anybody on this at well, all? Well, I think Gus Gould had an imp- uh, yeah. thing to say about your let's, contribution. Let's have a listen. Come on. It's really, really important now that they forget that scoreboard. They forget the euphoria of this. They forget the bright lights and the crowds and the music and the dressing room and all that thing. How can you forget the music? You provided the music. You can't stop the music. New, New, was it New South Wales thirty-eight, Queensland six? Six. Yes. Yeah. And when all I I was you know watching from the. Uh, Huge distance of uh, the entire continent of Australia because yes. I wasn't invited it's a long over way there. Away, Chris. And pretty much every post-game interview, Freddie Fittler, Danny Badaris, Greg Alexander, Boyd Cordner, several Blues players mm. said, "I tell you what, it was a fantastic atmosphere. There was carnival. We were pumping. We were pumped. Mm. Thank you, Mr. DJ. The music was great, wasn't it? And now Gus Gould is saying, forget it. And thank you for your suggestion of go west by the village people. My pleasure. Went down a treat. And, you know, they needed it over there because you might have heard that the Argyle Pink Diamond is coming to a close. Yes. It's, it's the shutting up shop next year. That's right. Uh, I, I bought, I, in fact, I tried to buy one this week. Yep. Couldn't get it. N- none in the shops. No. They're, they're, um, they're only sold by, you know, um, Arab sheikhs and all the rest of it, you know. Sheikhs, 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 sheikhs. What is it, Chris? 
I'll just simply go shake because I used to love uh, Frank Zappa's, uh, you know, shake your booty. Shake your booty. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the Chinese uh, mining boom's over. Well, that's for sure. Homelessness at an all-time high. In the West? In the West, yeah. Yep. So they were just loving rugby league over there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, let's face it, they flocked in uh, huge numbers. Biggest crowd they've ever had there, Chris. Huge numbers and cyclonic conditions from what I could see. Cyclonic. And didn't, didn't stop that bloody... Your old boy, Teddy. How good was Teddy? How good was Teddy? And, and there, were, there were all sorts of nice little... Um, side story, Stephen. There yeah. was uh, the issue about uh, your mate Frizzell wasn't going to play because he'd hurt his neck lifting his baby. And Joey Johnson, the commentary, you wouldn't have heard it, said, that must be a big baby. <laughs> but, of course, uh, you know, rugby league evolves in terms of its ability to cope with uh, terminology like medical terms mm. and players' names. And, and some of the, the commentators can say them and some of them can't. can't right, that's awesome. What sort of fit was Tell that? us what it means, Joe, because you're nearly a doctor. Yeah, well, it's... Uh... Anaphylactic? Is yeah, that it's it? an anaphylactic, yeah. An anaphylactic episode. And uh, he became unconscious and he was he was in the danger zone and the team doctor basically brought him back to life or something. A big effort, I mean, to rise up nearly nearly dead, brown bread and anaphylactic. There's been a few players over the years have done that. <laughs> His ball has crossed the touch. Both the I struggle with this Trebojevic. No, that's not it. Trebojevic. Travoyevich. That's it? Mate, I'm getting better, aren't I? No. You know, it's a terrible thing when you get into Kenny Loggins' territory. When you're in the danger zone, <laughs> in the danger zone. look out look. And, 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 you know, saying buzz. Is he going to donate his brain to science? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Please. Sometimes, and he's so, not even a footy player. So, so, sometimes you get a letter going, thank you for your suggestion. But no, I mean, but it is evolutionary. I mean, I think Rabs was able to be the only one to pronounce on anaphylactic because he's the only one who actually could say it. Yes. But it's great to, Episode, hear, Chris. It's great to hear new medical terms, a la Vorton going dead brown bread. Dead and, brown bread. <laughs> whereas Buzz, and let's face it, one of the things about Buzz is I think the whole world is coming to love him the more they see him. And we're not making fun of him if they can't say the word Travoyevich. We revere him for that. Mm, mm, we do indeed. Chris, uh, this is Fire Up. We've got one more episode, uh, well, one more chapter to go before we close up. And uh, look, in this whole episode, this uh, recent um, Falau sort of nonsense, hubris takes over. People don't want to admit fault, do they? Nobody they, wants to say they're sorry. No, they? no one wants to say they're sorry, Stephen. Yeah, no, and it's, not even Paul Kent. Not even Paul Kent, no. Fire up! Fire up! Ready to go! Ready to go! Always seems that way. I've been thinking about you almost every day. Thinking about the good times, thinking about the rain, thinking about how bad it feels alone again. I'm sorry for the And now it's time for the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but was it all too much, the criticism and what, and what Brad was copying in between games one and two? 
Well, I might answer that at a different time, I think. And that was the latest instalment of the life and times of Gus Gould. He might be trying to fire them up, do you think? Look, Gus, you can just say it. Say you got it wrong. Say you're sorry to Brad, you know. Or is he waiting until the third game before he really lets rip Chris? Well, I think what, what's going on there is, is in fact, that Gus was intimately involved in the retooling of the New South Wales Blues in Game 2, and it's um... the naysayers a la Buzz who actually had the... Um, appropriateness to pen an apology in the Astonisher last Monday for his intemperate comments in the lead-up to Origin 2, as opposed to Paul Kent, who's dug in and said, I've got nothing to apologise for. It was Kent who said that Freddie had lost his mind. Was that his idea of a joke? Was <laughs> he trying to be funny there? <laughs> That's right. I can't wait, Chris. And to, to feel the forces aligning, the yeah. Blues camp and Gus Gould up against Paul Kent, it's what we live for, mm. Stephen. What uh, we live can for. Can I just say it, Chris? New South Wales win? Correct. West Tigers win? Correct again. Bunnies loss. Is the world in a better shape or what? I ask you. Can I simply say there's a little bit of an extra spring in my step this morning, Stephen? <laughs> and all we need tonight is the Dragons to get home and I'll be laughing for we the do week. Need, we do need because uh, for once I've actually tipped you. Good on you. Mm. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to the text people, by the way. Yes. We've had support and we've had suggestions yes. that Falau needs more, no more oxygen. Yes. Well, until he gets his apology, I'm standing with him. And why does Just cop it. Chris, I know that you're, you're close to this industry than I am. Why does it take so long to go to court for anything? Why can't we resolve? Public we, opinion can resolve, resolve shit. I would have thought this is a fairly straightforward answer, Stephen. Lawyers are paid according to the minutes. <laughs> the time they use. <laughs> so, so it seems somewhat counterintuitive to be efficiency if you actually want to build an extension on your home. Yeah, because we've, we've you know, we've had enough. We want a quick resolution. We want, we want Israel to go away and to be talking in his own backyard to his I own agree. five friends. I and actually that's agree. It, please, you know. I actually agree. Uh, yes, we had a few. It says that Fire Up has the finger on the pulse here. We didn't even know the Grubs had a pulse. No. <laughs> but apparently they've got a brain and a pulse. Well, we're learning. Yeah. Can I just go to the hero of the week is uh, Jimmy Maloney. Oh, isn't he magnificent? Uh, Jimmy takes aims at the Maroons. Grubby off the ball tactics. That word again, Chris. And if I could quote the man himself, Sir James Maloney, step on down here. He says here, uh, uh, Boydo got hit off the ball early. Teddy got hit out the back without the ball by Chambers. And the referees let a bit of shit go early, says yeah. Maloney, right? Yeah, we, all, uh, we saw that. We said to them, it's going to get ugly because we're not going to stand here and cop that. Teddy getting hit out the back. <laughs> And gets pulled up every day of the week. That's shit house. <laughs> if you're going to let it go, then you're going to let it go. And it goes, we won't sit back and let them try and bully us. If they want to, uh, that to be how Origins played, well, Michael Lucking, game on. Let's go. Seems like a Nick Walshaw article, this. It does. They need to work out what's game on and what's not, Chris. <laughs> True. We what's, can't go they have to, the... have to work out what's the go and <laughs> what's not the go. We can't go into the side and get pinged for something they've let go. It has to be both ways. So he's, he's ready. It's I... going to be a cracker. It's going to be, dare I say, apocalyptic, Stephen. You'll be there providing the music no matter what Gus says, correct? Well, Gus has got the fortune of closing his windows. He doesn't have to hear it. Something's going on with Gus. He wasn't in the commentary booth, whereas Freddie was out of the coaching box on the sideline. I just want to say about Maloney, if I hear one more commentator think they've had the bright idea that James Maloney is good because he's got a short memory span and he dusts off his mistakes... Every single commentator is reminding me of that. Yeah, yeah. We get it. Yeah, we Maloney it. just sees and plays yeah, what's, yeah. In, front what's in front of him. Yeah. Doesn't worry he, about and it. And he'll We've make got a mistake, it. but then he'll do something great. You know, yeah, we get that. And if, and if they lose game three, every yeah. commentator goes, the yeah. problem with Maloney is not conscious of the errors and he doesn't self-correct. Yeah. This is the trouble, <laughs> yes. and we're trying to correct it Because, Jimmy, here. you can't evolve if you don't learn from your mistakes. Well, but, but, he, but he, at the moment, it's a virtue to not evolve because Paul Gallen punched Nate Miles in the head, yep. and there's no more rules, Stephen. It's yeah. chaos. And where's Nate Miles now? Uh, I think he's a lecturer somewhere. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About Where's, ethics. 
And, and he said, I, I was involved in wow. uh, a collapse of the natural order. Oh, I apologise. Uh, I'm so, sorry. So he's actually a consultant to the New South Wales government about the lockout laws. Is that That's right? That's right, yeah. My goodness me, evolution in action. Chris Gale, thank you very much for your uh, pulpit speech earlier. Thank you much for the clarity that you brought to this whole issue. I think I'm a little bit clear about everything. Steve, I'm so grateful I'm leaving now to re- uh, renew my subscription so I can continue to get Sky News. Fantastic. Great stuff. So 